Hello, friends. I hope you're all in a very safe and good place, both physically and mentally, while listening to this podcast. If you're not, uh, go seek some help. Go talk it out. Uh, if you're tuning in the podcast to get to a good place mentally, well, then thank you for listening. I'm glad the show can bring that to you. Now, what do you think about the Big 12, the Pac-12, the Mountain West, and some other schools postponing their fall sports, including football, until the spring? I know you're a big college football fan like I am, but if you think about it, it takes so many people to run a football game, and that doesn't even include the fans. You got the people at the stadium, you got the personnel, like the trainers, the equipment managers, plus the coaches, and then the players, and then you got to travel. That's a lot of variables to control. Now, I see why the conferences did it, and I don't love it. I know it affects my weekends and everything, but I do like that they're looking out for the safety of everyone involved, not just the players, everyone involved in getting a football game going. Now, speaking of college football, today's guest is Josh Wallwerk, a former University of Wyoming football player and, well, roommate of mine during college. Now, I thought I knew more about his life, but I really didn't. This podcast shines a light on his really big family and extended family from Hawaii to California. And Josh currently lives in Hawaii, and there's a four-hour difference between Wyoming and there. And he was on a phone, so the audio does break up from time to time. So bear with us. Let's get to the interview. I was born in Hawaii. Um, I lived in, in Hawaii till I was about uh, six or seven. And my mom is from California. My dad's from Hawaii. Um, so they got a divorce. Um, it wasn't like they, a nasty divorce. It was like my mom wanted to move back to California and my dad will never leave Hawaii. Right. So my mom took me to California. Um, so from Born till six or seven, I was here in the water every day. My dad was chief of water safety in Honolulu for 20 years. And so um, all the lifeguards worked for my dad and I was, we were on the beach every day and um, it's, you know, and then when my mom took me to California, I would still come back to Hawaii and spend the whole summer and Christmas holidays or spring break or whatever it was. Um, so I still spent a lot of time over here. Um, and then, started, uh, moved to Tracy, California. Um, so I was back and forth from Hawaii to Tracy, California. Um, and then, uh, high school, I started playing sports when I was 10. You know, I never really played sports. I was always just an ocean rat. I was in the ocean all the time. And, um, I remember winning a, playing some soccer. Um, soccer was probably the first organized sports I ever played. Um, because Tracy, California was a big football town. It was a one high school town. Um, we have uh, Coach Wayne Schneider was um, a legend. Um, he's in the California High School Football Hall of Fame with over 200 wins. And um, so then, you know, we got caught up in the lore and I couldn't wait to be a, uh, a bulldog. And so I couldn't wait till I was 10 years old and old enough to play football. So we, we got rid of the soccer ball. Uh, played football and uh and I was a center 
my first year. <laughs> Number 56. You understand? Um, I'd like to be a lineman. <laughs> correct. Correct. Got the snot beat out of me every day. I was a young man. Me and two of my other buddies who were lifelong friends, uh, Stevie Alcar and Bruce Russell, um, we were the only 10-year-olds that made the team. Um, so, I mean, you know, Bruce was a stud, but me and Stevie got our butt kicked all the time. Um, and, you know, I was a late bloomer. So, you know, started playing football, and uh, basketball was actually my first love. Um you know, I started to play basketball and really uh, excelled and then sprouted, probably grew like three inches in between my my eighth grade and freshman year. Uh, went into high school about 6'2", uh, about a buck 50, soaking wet, maybe. Um, just a big old string bean. Um, but that's when I went into high school. Uh, my buddy Stevie Alcar was actually quarterback all through Pop Warner. Um, I played numerous positions. I played offensive line. I played D end. I played outside linebacker. I played tight end. Um, I actually went into high school wanting to play, um, tight end and probably some, some safety. Um, but I sprouted and, you know, I was tall and skinny and my buddy Stevie, whose brother was the varsity quarterback, um, you know, they were all quarterbacks. I can't remember what happened, but Stevie missed practice one day. And um, my uncle, um, Scooter Longmire, was like the number one recruit in the nation coming out of um, Tracy High School back in the late 60s. Um, you know, played quarterback at Michigan State, played quarterback at Utah. So he always wanted me to be a quarterback, right? And I was like, ah, I don't want to be a quarterback. It's boring. And uh, so – my buddy missed practice one day and coach Smith knew, you know, that everybody knew my uncle and Tracy. So they were like, here, while we're go over there and, and throw the ball. And, uh, that was all she wrote. Next thing you know, I was the quarterback and, um, then I couldn't play defense and I was pissed off because they were like, you, you want to play defense or you want to play quarterback? And I was like, I want to play defense. They're like, wrong decision. You're playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. So I mean, Back and forth, Hawaii, California. Um, yeah. Did your parents meet out in Hawaii? How'd they meet? Yeah, so my mom came out here on vacation um, in the early 70s and met my dad on the beach, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just you? Do you have siblings? Um, where do you fit in the mix? I am the only one. Um, from my mom and my dad. My mom has remarried and has kids. I have a brother and sister, a younger brother and sister from my mom and my stepdad, Jerry. Um, my dad had two boys before me. So I have two older brothers over here um, in Hawaii. And he remarried after my mom and had two more boys and a girl. So I have, yeah, yeah I got five brothers and two sisters. Wow, that's a big family yeah. right, to grow and up I'm, with. I'm right in the middle, and I'm the, like I'm the only one from my mom and dad, um, but we're all really close. Yeah, you have like a whole big family in California of siblings, yeah. and, then, and your mom and your stepdad, and then a whole family in Hawaii of 
your brothers, your dad, stepmom too? Yes. Yeah. For, uh, they've been together forever. Um, you know, and, and the, the really cool thing about it is, you know, you see divorces, um, you know, they, they hurt, you know, they hurt kids. Um, and it bothered me for a long time. Um, but what I've come to appreciate is both my sides and my families are really good. Like everybody's like close, like everybody knows each other. Everybody's friends. Like, you know, it, it's, it's my mom and dad are still really good friends. Um, you know, it wasn't like my mom and dad had a bitter divorce and left each other. It was my mom just you know, got Island fever and didn't want to be in Hawaii anymore. And, um, and left. And so my dad was like, all right, good luck. <laughs> gotcha. I, I'm a product of a divorced family as well. Uh, there's probably more, a little more bitter. Um, it took a long time for my parents to actually uh, be friends for the sake of the children and grandchildren and such, my older sister's kids. And so now they're actually really good friends. Um, it's weird. It probably took my dad some uh, therapy. He went through. He went to Vietnam and such, so he had to do some PSD train therapy. Still is in it now, but I've noticed ever since that he's he's a nicer dude, and he's been nice to the whole family. And like, um, so it took a while to get there, and that's great that your parents still can get along. I remember one time my yeah. mom was dropping off my grand my niece and nephew, the, her grandkids, to my dad in Oregon. And she's like, you'll never believe what your dad did. And I'm like, oh, my dad's capable of a lot. And she's like, he saw me and gave me a big old hug. And I was like, is he dying? I mean, this is like 20 years. <laughs> is he dying? Like, she's like, no. And probably from that moment on, they kept more in touch. They became more friends. They really see each other at functions and such. And so, yeah, it's, I had like a family in Oregon and a family in Wyoming that, and I was yeah. a middle child. And one of us, one of them, I was the baby. And one of us, mostly the middle, but I'm the only boy. So yeah, they would be, like, you're the favorite. And I was like, cause I don't act like my, you know, my sisters. That's why I'm the favorite. <laughs> and so even, even funny because even my stepdad and my dad, my stepmom and my stepdad, like they're all really good friends. Like it was like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I mean, nobody, there's no animosity between anybody. Um, yeah, I was pissed off at the world for a long time, but I mean, I like, you know, when you, you get older and you start realizing when you got your own kids, you know, my, my wife and I, you know, with, with any marriage, you, you're going to have your ups and downs. Right. Um, we're both from divorced families. There you go. So we, you know, we, we've had, we've got three beautiful children together. Um, we've been together for 20 years. I think we've been, she'll kill me if she, I don't know how long we've been married, but, um, it's, we we did it all, back. you know. We we had a kid, then we bought a house, then we got married. <laughs> but almost like in this day and age, uh, unless like the the day of marriage, like if your wife was like, "That's the day, I want that day." I've been dreaming out my whole life. Unless it's that, then it come, can it, being later is fine. Like having the kid, yeah. the house, like yeah. careers. Oh, let's get married now. Now we can afford that big party. So. Like that, that right. sounds good. That's, I mean, well, I'm not, I've been with my girl for eight years, almost eight and a half. We're not getting married. Everyone's like, why do you get married? And yeah. I was like, why screw it up? We're good. Like we're happy. Yeah. We have a lot of contracts together that would take a lot to get out of. So yeah. we're good. And, 
Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, so you primarily went to like K through 12 in California or not until you were around 10. Yeah. So I, like I, I would come back here. I went to like half of fourth grade here. Like it was back and forth. I mean, literally. And then I even went to summer school at uh, St. Louis high school in, in Honolulu, um, which is like one of the best football programs in the country. Um, I went to summer school at St. Louis and was almost went there. Um, and then my uncle talked me into coming back and going to Tracy high school. And, um, like I've really been torn between California and Hawaii my whole life. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's been, it's been kind of tough. Um, but at least it's not like Arkansas and Louisiana or something, California and Hawaii, dude. Yes. I, I, I know people don't, Guilty, sorry for me. So yeah, <laughs> tough, tough life. I'm like every time I say, "Oh, you're going back to Hawaii," I'm like, uh, wait yeah. two more years and you'll be back in California." Another five. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you kind of... I said nothing against Arkansas, Louisiana. Oh no, but... uh, I don't know enough about either of those places um, to clearly yeah. say I haven't spent any time. I've never, I haven't gone to the South truly. Um, yeah. So they may me be, far, but. Um, yeah, I choose not to hang out, live there. Um, I'm glad where I live. Wyoming's all right. Um, but I get to travel. So it's all right. Um, so like, yes, I played soccer just like you growing up. That was the first sport I ever played. And I quit soccer to wrestle. And I ended up hating that dumb sport of, I love professional wrestling, but I hated like that, that like Greco Roman USA, like, it was not for me. And I tried for a couple of years and realized rolling around with another sweaty dude was just not an idea of a good time. And then I ended up living in one where there's just mountains and yeah. that's what I did besides play football. I was like, yeah. And so you're growing up in California, splitting time back and forth. Um, did you, were there, were you, were, were, how were you good with grades? You're, you're in and out of schools, it seems like. Was grades important or yeah, more, so, more important? Um, well, I was, I just was average. Um, okay. I, I didn't like, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I wish I could go back and do it over because, you know, I didn't pay that much attention in school. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm good right now financially and all gravy. Right. But it's like, I, I just did enough to get by. Um, you know, like I got my middle daughter's a freaking straight A student and it's like, I bribe them. Like, I'm like, you, you keep getting straight A's 300 bucks every quarter, you get a straight A's and it's like, you know, so they're banking me right now. And it's, you know, I'm like, it wouldn't have been that hard to do it. It just, I was, I really, you know, like, uh, I don't know if anybody can see me, but coach Tiller used to go education number one, get in the weight room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I brought that up with uh profile. I was like the number yeah. one. Yeah. Well, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Wayman was smart. Wayman Wayman did really good in school, man. He was a he was a brainiac. But still like you guys got a lot of you guys got the number one speech. Education's number yeah, one. Yeah, it <laughs> to me to me I was, you know, I was really just doing enough to get by. 
Um, and you know, that's, that, that was no way to be. And I wish I could go back and change it, but I mean, you know, uh, I wouldn't change. I had a blast. So whatever. Yeah. I, I wanted to play football the rest of my life. I thought that was, that was a good thing. Every minute I was on the field, I enjoyed it. I thought it was the way I didn't yeah. skip a lot of class. I wasn't like letting other people do my, I mean, school was a means to playing football. So you did what you did just to get, just to be eligible, just to be, not to be valedictorian, not to learn more, yeah. just to do the basics. And yeah, I would look back and go, I wish I would have made it a more important. Um, Cause yeah. right nowadays uh, people rely on my brain more than any other physical stuff I have to do. So I'm like, Oh man, maybe I didn't spend five, six years bashing against somebody else. Like, I would, well, you, you know, it's funny. All the stuff we're doing now, they weren't even teaching when we were going to school, man. So I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, sure. I'm, I'm actually. I mean, I'm I'm in the building industry. I've been I've been in the roofing and waterproofing industry for over you know between fifteen and twenty years now. So it's like I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't learning that in school. <laughs> it probably gave you a foundation of it. And to work with, but when you picked it up, you weren't completely like, oh, this is, I'm an ape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're, you're playing in Tracy High School. You, you, by fluke, I love this, because we all have the fluke story of how we ended up at something. I be, by be, first time I ever became a DJ, the question was, do you like music? And I was like, yeah, do you want, you want to be a DJ? And I was like, well, yeah. I had no idea what it took. You're, they're like, you want to be a quarterback? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Go over there and throw the ball. Next thing you know, you're, you're yeah. did you quickly become really a starter want, or what, what happened I, there? I, I really didn't want to play quarterback. And, um, you know, my, my buddy who was the quarterback is still a really good friend and actually ended up being my receiver in high school. And we still got records at the high school. Um, but it was, it was crazy. Like it put a real hinder on mine and his friendship because they like, he came back the next day to practice. And next thing you know, we're in a quarterback controversy and we're competing for the starting job. Wow. And, uh, you know, I I'm competitive and, you know, I was, I don't know, three, four inches taller than him. Um, and it was, you know, like I beat him out and next thing you know, he moved to receiver and him and I lit it up for, you know, three years at high school. So like he, um, he actually went to Utah state, um, and was, um, he, he was a great receiver. He was, he was Edelman BB and, uh, what was the other guy? Uh, the other little white guy, um, gosh, dang it. um, he was them before Jordy. they were them. Like Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, That's Jordy. Tall. Jordy, Jordy's Jordy kind of tall. Edelman. Um, it wasn't that guy before Edelman. The one, yeah, the one that Brady had before that. I, now I'm blanking on it. Um, yeah. But he he was he was the little white receiver that before there was really little white receivers. <laughs> nice. Right. Well, I mean, it probably paid off that you played a lot of positions going in, so you you yeah. can see the field, you know what's going on, and then he played quarterback. So to play a wide receiver spot, he knows the routes now. Yeah. So yeah. probably just because of probably physical stature changed up the positions, 
um, probably worked out better for your guys' career than you being like a defensive back or defensive linebacker and him being the quarterback, a smaller quarterback. So, wow, that's – I mean, luckily the coach, he was sick one day. Like – or missed he practice. Or whatever. Yeah. And so – He missed practice. And- did you guys go on – did you win state? What, how, how did you guys fare in, in those years on high school? So – we went to – my senior year, um, we made it all the way to the the game right before the section championships. Um, like, we we lost in overtime to Fairfield. Um, and, I mean, we we, we beat our, our rival, Lincoln, at their place, 50-42. to 42. I mean, we, we beat um, Downey in the playoffs with uh, Tony Graziani. I don't know if you remember him. He played at Oregon back in the day. Oh yeah. And played for the Falcons. For a he was the quarterback. Um, we beat them. And then we lost to Fairfield um, in overtime. Um, and then they went on and played Elk Grove and lost in the, in the, in the title game. Um, but we were, we were right there, man. We just, it was a heartbreaker. Um, I still remember the last play. We ran an option to the left and, like the field, it was late and it was wet out, and and I went to this guy uh, Percy Snow was a was a DN for Fairfield. He yeah. I think he played at Oregon too. I was like, I know that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he played at Oregon too. And he like we ran like a belly option. We ran a lot of stuff, but we ran like a belly option offense. Um, but we would run trips and we would run twins and we would do a lot of stuff throwing the ball too. But um, our base offense was out of like a belly option type look. Um, and every time I ran the option that night, he would hit me right in the face and I'd be pitching the ball. I mean, he would, he would, he would put it on me. I think they told me before the game, just hit Josh the whole game. And so I was pitching the whole game and that last play, that last play, he didn't hit me and he, he like stopped and so I turned and went to go upfield and my foot slipped because the field was wet and and I tried and, and then he crashed down and by that time I didn't really have my foot and I jumped and I had the ball over the goal line and I remember looking up the line and seeing the ref coming up going like this saying I was down first the ball was in the end zone but they said my knee was down first so if we would have went instant replay we would have won that game guaranteed but that was the last play of my high school career. Well, actually, I played in the Shrine game and stuff, the high school, uh, the California All-Star game, but that was uh, the last game at Tracy High. Heartbreaker. I don't remember the last play, but it was a 30-below game in Laramie. It was my last game with the team. I played in All-Star and Shrine Bowls and all that. But, yeah, I was like – I always remember my gloves broke. And I don't say, oh, they tore. No, they froze and broke, like, right down the middle of my palm. I had to get, like – Snow gloves. It makes my feet hurt. it makes my feet hurt and my hands hurt even thinking about that cold in Laramie. Oh yeah, that was like we haven't had any home games like that in a long time. Knock on wood. Um, but that it was game, that were the worst, and it wasn't the games. Oh, practice. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we like our coach was hard nosed, and it was so cold one time. He's like, oh, we're going to go practice at the state, at the field house, the university. And I was like, what? Running on turf was like a whole new game and felt faster, but yet had enough turf burns to not want to do that anymore. Um, but I didn't realize, the I think about going into that game. The first, because I, I, when I transferred to Wyoming, it was uh, uh, 
in the spring. I came there at Christmas time and went to the second semester. And uh, I remember the first spring practice, it was snowing sideways outside. And I, and I remember telling, I remember going to Mad Dog and I was like, hey, uh, can I get some hand warmers or any, like uh, anything? And he's like, what's the matter, California sissy, blah, blah, blah. And I go, I go, are we really going out in this stuff? <laughs> it was, man, I learned that day that what the hell did I get myself into? Now we got to, now we got to backtrack because we got to figure out how you got to Wyoming. So in high school, uh, you recruited a lot. Were you, I mean, recruited by so, colleges and stuff. So here, I was, I was, so in high school, I was, I was like most valuable. I think I got most valuable back for football in the whole league, but for basketball, I was MVP of the whole league. So basketball was my first love. And I was really torn because at that point I was, you know, six, three skinny white kid jumping out of the gym, dunking on everybody. Um, basketball was my first love. Like I would, I would go to football practice and then go play hoops for another hour after practice. Wow. Like, um, well, football was easy in high school. I just loved basketball, and I, I was really, I was getting recruited for both, but I, I wanted to play both. Um, it was a tough decision, and nobody was going to let me play both. So, um, Gavilan uh, Community College. Um, which is in Gilroy, California. Um, they were ranked one of the best junior colleges in the nation. And I couldn't get anybody to let me play ball. You know, San Jose State wanted me to play football. Um, uh, there was like Pepperdine wanted me to play basketball. Loyola wanted me to play basketball. There were schools that wanted me to play basketball, and there were schools that wanted me to play football, but nobody's going to let me play ball. So I was like, screw all you guys. I'm going to go to junior college and play bowl. And then we'll go from there, right? Get, get another you know, year under my belt. So I went to junior college at Gavlin um, College in Gilroy. And my freshman year at Gavlin, um, we were 10 and 1. Um, I don't know. I threw for like 3,000 yards or something. And we the only game we lost was against San Francisco City College, who was like, number one in the damn nation or something like that. We lost by a touchdown. We should have beat them. Um, and I started getting recruited pretty heavy for, for football. And that's when I started to lift weights, right? I started to actually hit the weight room because I was like a toothpick. And I actually started to lift weights. And uh, Bill Perkins was our head coach there. Um, and great guy. Um, our whole offense damn near went D1 from that school. Um, and you know, I started getting recruited by a lot of schools, you know, Wyoming, Vegas, Vanderbilt, um, Michigan, um, San Jose State was still on me, Fresno State. Um, and I just, like, I was going to, like, I just decided not to play basketball. And it, and it freaking, like, to this day, I'm still pissed off about it. But it's like, um, I decided to really hit the weight room um, and, and get stronger um and and put my time in for football um and i mean i love football and i love basketball i still go shoot hoops all the time but it's like um when i put the time in and i got stronger and i got faster and i you know i just got 
a lot better at my position. And I played quarterback like I was playing basketball. Um, and cause I could see the field cause I used to like bringing the ball up the court and, you know, it's like, I just felt like I was the point guard on the football field. And, um, so I really focused more on getting stronger in the weight room and, and just gave basketball up. And, um, I think, so our sophomore year, um, we, we went 11 and 0 and we were like number three in the country for, for junior college. And, um, so we were getting recruited pretty heavy. Um, I went and visited San Jose state. I went and visited Fresno state. Um, I, uh, Larry Corpus, who was the offensive coordinator at Wyoming, um, flew out and, you know, Joe Hughes was the quarterback at Wyoming at the time. And, uh, this was in 93 and Ryan Yarbrough was killing it. Um, and you guys just went to the, uh, holiday bowl, I think, or something like that. And, uh, I, uh, so I decided to take a trip to learn. Was it the, huh? it was uh tombstone. Wait, it was that Arizona bowl or something. The commercial, the, yeah, the something like yeah. Um, uh, holiday bowl was a consistent bowl, but I was like, it was something. Cause I remember the intro for it. Sorry to mean, it was like that. It was the old West and they had them all in cowboy gear and the air and the K state guys too. Um, but, and it was cut in with tombstone. Uh, Yarbrough, and they're all terrible actors, by the way. They were all really bad at just saying their lines. Just hardcore athletes. They were just like, uh, looked like deer in headlights. Which would have been your guys' squad. But okay, so they came out. Corbett's came out to visit you, trying to sell you on the Cowboys. No, you know, Coach Corbett's came out, and uh, the offense we were running at junior college was really similar, um, and. You know, I went from running this belly option in high school. Um, it might, you know, we call him, we used to call him ground Chuck, uh, coach Schneider. We used to call him ground Chuck cause he loved to run the ball, but he let me throw the ball. But you know, he, he, he went, he's the Colorado state Ram. So me and him still bet a sandwich. We bet lunch on every, every year. Um, and so it's, it's funny because the offenses were very similar. Um, we, we ran a lot of five wide, um, you know, seam routes. Um, we ran, we didn't run the option routes like we did at Wyoming, but we ran a lot of, uh, really spread offense. And, and so I, I you know, I did my research on coach Schneider, or, I mean, on, uh, Corpus and, and the Cowboys and I was intrigued. So I took a trip. I mean, coach Corpus actually came out to my house and met my family and everything. Um, you know, uh, razz and dazzled my mom and my mom really liked them and thought, you know, this is a good opportunity for you. And I was like, okay, mom, let me go out there and see it first. You know, I mean, there's other opportunities too, right? Um, I was actually supposed to go to UNLV the week after I went to Laramie. And, uh, and so I went to Laramie and, you know, I, I did, you know, mad dog took me snowmobiling. That was a blast. Um, I went, uh, Joe Hughes and those guys were my guides. They took me around and, uh, I got to meet Marcus and all those guys, the next in line. Right. And, uh, I just fell in love with it, man. And, and I tell you, um, when I saw it, when we were able to pull up to a drive through liquor store and buy beer through a window, I was like, Oh yeah, I gotta be here. 
Yes. I get that. No, I, I, I signed, um, I signed before I left and I, I just, it felt right. Um, it felt like it was good for me. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I spoke to, like I said, Wayman profile. Now he, he was the only other football player I've had on about recruiting. And I'm always like, they always bring you in. You got to go snowmailing. Usually they bring you in around in the summertime where the place is looking green and it's great. It's fun. Uh-huh. Uh, they brought you in the heat of winter. So at least they didn't pull punches yeah. until you had a practice and you're like, we're going to, so you signed, was that like in like December of 93? Was that right around there? No, I want to say, um, so yeah, it would have been December, December, November. It was probably November, December of 93. Um, and then I came in January when school started back up. Um, yeah, it had to have been January of 94 is actually when I came to campus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was trying to cause put it together cause another story told, um, so you get on campus in 94 and you have spring ball. Now you told the story oh, off dude. camera, but we got, we, I got to get it on. I got to get on video audio, by the way, not camera, but, um, so well, you, your first day of spring ball, uh, we're notorious for having spring snowstorms. Uh, tell us about oh, your dude. experience. Well, no, let, let me, let me, let me go back to where, cause there's something called uh, winter conditioning before spring ball oh, yes. that that is like running in the at 6 a.m in the morning and i was staying in the dorms and i remember having to walk i mean it was freezing out and having to walk to the field house and i remember i i so i had a receiver at junior college named gary guffmiller and we both signed with wyoming and we both came together and we were in the same dorm room and we walked to um the winter conditioning and it was like five degrees out freezing snowing sideways and we did this winter conditioning you know where you run your butt off at 6 a.m then you gotta you go eat at the field house and then you or you know eat at the bunk house and then you go to class i came back from class and um my roommate Gary Guthmiller had left all his books on his bed and a note saying that he couldn't hack it anymore and he left. <laughs> he went home. <laughs> Weather. Wow. Yeah. That's far from home. And, and, and so I remember being so homesick because again, I'm from Hawaii and California. This was like culture shock to me, right? And and so I I remember calling my mom. I was so homesick. I remember calling her crying, going, I want to come home. I want to come home. She goes, Listen, you got a full ride scholarship. If you leave there, don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> Get on that straight flight so I, to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So I so I didn't leave, but yeah, when the first spring ball, um, it was snowing sideways and I remember going to Mad Dog and asking for some hand warmers and he, of course he gave me some crap about being a California sissy kid and oh it's not even that cold out and I was like, It's snowing out man dog what do you what do you what do you mean it's not that cold out <laughs> uh, yeah it was brutal man the ball feels like a 15 pound rock uh you know it's not fun people ask me what i'd rather played in and i i didn't have to throw the ball or anything like that um i took snow over rain 
because oh yeah no, no doubt yeah no doubt I, the rain sucks snow snow's better than the rain um that's for sure um but i'd rather it be um 75 and sunny <laughs> well yes definitely like i remember yeah. my last year of football where the, the senior year is like it slowly gets colder and i'm implementing snow like warmer clothing into my repertoire because i know we're about to have that yeah just freezing game we did and so doesn't feel as foreign to wear the gear as much but yeah oh yeah i would have taken 75 degrees and nice i don't know about, yeah under the lights whatever it would is better than yeah. anything but the rain was the worst because like you just know ne- you you never got dry wyoming the snow could be dry snow and so it was just easy to brush off and it was moved off the field and um yeah i didn't mind as much then but i Rain. I, grew I got used to it. Playing a bunch of rain in Oregon in my first year of football, and you just stick your hand to the field, and it just all the way into your wrist, and just water. Fun, and I can't imagine ball yeah. sitting in that one. Um, we we faked everybody too. We were ground and pound. Like, so people ask me about pass blocking. I'm like, I have no clue. Like, that's cool. Like, I was all run guy, and had to play yeah. one running offense, passing offense at an all star game, and had to block a Samoan guy. I held him every time. There was no way. I was like, he's going to kill my quarterback if I didn't do it. So a few holding calls, but not as many as you'd think. And, uh, but it was, yeah, interesting. Now you're in this Wyoming, just back in the day, people, Wyoming threw the ball like the people throw it now. Like it was inventive yeah. for the time. And it almost yeah. hindered, players coming out of the system because well they were in such a spread formation and did all the stuff the nfl didn't do but now does and so it was yeah. interesting to see it now people are like, oh my god this often so inventive and i was like tiller ran that back in the day well you you know what's funny is so i registered that first year that i was there um and they bounced around some quarterbacks you know john gustin and uh dombeck played a bit um and we were we were more pro style those that that first year and then my junior year when i started um we we actually ran some eye backs and we had a heavy back um we called him the h that was kind of a we would have a tight end and then we'd have an h who was a tight end off um we did a lot of that stuff too we had a lot of groupings but then um you know yeah my my senior year um we really opened it up and because I like, we all had been working together for three years, and we knew the offense really well. Um, and we all like, I, I knew Coach Corpitz gave me, you know, Coach Corpitz and Coach Cheney gave me the green light to audible whenever I wanted at that point because I just understood the offense really well. And um, I, of course, you know, I I wanted to throw the ball, and so um, it was it was open game and we, we had some really good receivers. Um, obviously Marcus was, you know, incredible, but we also had Seraph, we had peace. We had some young receivers like Wendell Montgomery, um, Brahms, Durancourt. I mean, we had some really good receivers that we could light it up and go, you know, four wide, five wide and empty it out. And then we also had Len Sexton who was great out of the backfield um, catching the ball too. So we would motion, even if we did have a back in the backfield, a lot of time we just motion them out. 
Um, and I had that option to just send them if I wanted to, I could just send them whichever way I wanted to. And, um, we were, we were really prepared. And I think that, you know, if you really look at it though, we didn't, we never really threw the ball over like 30 times a game, you know, and it's, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I see some of these schools throwing it 40, 50 times a game. Like we never really, you know, I think the most I maybe threw it was like 33 times or something like that. Um, but we did throw the ball quite a bit, um, which is why I went there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, you got to run the ball because I was always like, well, you got to keep them honest. And the, as a running coaches would say, the quickest, you know, the way between two lines is a straight line. And if you can run that ball right up the middle, why throw it? Why do everything if you can just run up the middle 10 yards? Well, <laughs> it's funny because the, when I got back from Laramie on my recruiting trip and I had signed my letter of intent with them, um, I, Michigan Wolverines offered me a scholarship. Oh, and wow. my, my junior college coach uh, called me into the office and he goes, hey, look, um, Michigan just offered you. Um, you, you can opt out of what you signed with Laramie, um, if you want. And I said, no, I, I go, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I signed. I go, I'm going to go to Michigan. Elvis Gerback was the quarterback there. And you know, that, that, I think that young kid, Tom Brady was coming into the mix too, at that point too. And there was, um, to me, it was like those guys handed the ball off all game and maybe threw it 10 to 15 times a game. I said, no, I'm good where I'm going. I, I love the offense and uh, I, I really, I could still call that offense to this day. I mean, we always goof about it. I, me and Marcus get together like once a year and we always oh, nice. talk about some. Uh, I got a good Marcus story, but um, I, God, what was it? Go ahead, uh, coming here to pass the ball all the time or at least getting the chance to. Um, what was, what was your actually first just, memories impression of Laramie Wyoming like as a student as a football player what was your impression of Laramie um I I think that uh you know I thought it was a very it was an awesome place just because it's a small town um the town that I'm from in California is a small town it's a farming town um it's in the San Joaquin Valley um, when I went to high school, there was a one high school town. Um, they've got like four high schools now and all the people from the Bay area are moving over there. And it's like a hundred thousand people. Now, when I was a kid, it was like 30,000 people. Oh, wow. Um, and so it was real similar, um, to the town I grew up in, but it had a big university in it. And, um, I think to me, the love for the, for the football team in Laramie, and the, the support we had, um, I, I felt, I felt right at home. Um, the cold I could have done without, um, <laughs> like, I just, you know, I, I, I could have do without the freezing cold, but, uh, to me, Laramie felt, um, it felt home, like home. Um, you know, I, I still got a, a good place in my heart for Laramie. Uh, here's my Marcus story. Speaking of small towns, what is he? Minnesota. He might have been a small town guy too. It's Marcus Harris. If you guys don't know who we're talking about, um, your senior year won the Belitnikov. But that year, I might have been. In, I can't remember when it was. 
but it was definitely during hunting season. And we're hanging out, we're partying, and he's like, hey, you wanna go check out some elk? And I was like, sure. Thought it was code for something else. And next thing you know, <laughs> we're literally checking out a herd of elk uh, north of town. I know there's a couple of us yeah. there. Just stand out and feel, and he's way into it. Like, it's cool to say, like, this is great. Dude. What's he's, that? He's a country bump. Yeah. He's he, a country yeah. bumpkin. That was the moment yeah. I think I realized that, that he was. And so he yeah. was. He, so, he likes uh, and fit. We and were it, we were talking last remember if it was last year or the year before or whatever we we're we were watching because uh, we always text each other during Wyoming games when they're televised like we'll watch the Wyoming games and we'll text each other back and forth and uh, he was talking I was like where are you at right now he's all I'm in a I'm in a deer bluff or something. <laughs> what he's I'm in a deer stand or whatever and I'm like what <laughs> he was texting me from some deer stand waiting to kill, shoot a deer. <laughs> His other one, this other one I got out of, he, senior year, um, I can't remember, we're kicking ass. It's probably third or fourth quarter. And um, I I was pretty good at, I could almost spot how the offense was throwing or running the ball. I knew how to watch feet, how you guys would move and stuff. So I knew I could get tied on shots. I shot video for, for football games. And the ball comes out of your hand. I got a tie in the air, in the air. He's on the sidelines, catches it. And I shoot with both eyes open so I don't get blindsided. But he lands at my feet. And it was just a great, awesome, like, all-around video shot and everything. And he gets up, and he's like, hey, what's up, Rude? Where's the party at, man? <laughs> and I was like, dude, shut up. Get out. You know, I was just like, let's not expose <laughs> my friendship with the team because yeah. I'll get yeah. harassed about it. I was like, dude, no, shush. Go, get out there. Good go. <laughs> but he's yeah. like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah, go catch another one. And so, but I'm, those were my two, like, Mark Sarah stories. The first bit, go watch some elk. And I was like, oh, sure, I'm in. But it was really watching elk. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was a great, because I felt I did so much video, and I was around the team so much, like, Sometimes I forget how good the team was. Like, okay. I was just like, "Yeah, we're winning." Like, I never, ah, we're winning. You know, I was in the middle of it. I traveled to San Jose, do other games, and I was like, "Oh, we're just winning." That's normal. It felt normal, yeah. and I never had to have the, "Why did we lose that game?" Talk later on, yeah. um, that yeah. season or during that time period. I was just like, "This was interesting," and I was like, I felt very connected because I knew all the guys, I knew you, and everything like that, and. Marcus and um, it was yeah different guys I'd run into parties all the time. Um, I was the enemy. I was the press, and yet I had such access. Yeah. And nobody ever questioned yeah. me on that. I was very happy that I was never put in a position. I'd have been like, I don't know. I'm a college kid too. <laughs> I do college kid stuff. Yeah. So if I'm putting yeah. them on trial, I'm the guy that goes first because we all. You, can, you can take a lot of. You should take a lot of that stuff to the grave with you, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause, cause yeah, you who live in glass house, not throw stone. That's what I think. I was not yeah. perfect at the time myself. So yes, yeah. they never make, they'll never make any sort of taped conversation in my lifetime. That's for yeah. conversations to have down the road. So 
did you know, did you have that feeling about the team? Like once you started working together, now it's your senior season. You guys probably had a bunch of seniors, I think, that you were going to be a successful team. I think, um, you know, when we, when we went to uh, San Diego State our junior year, and it was on uh, ESPN and, and – or no, maybe it wasn't on ESPN, but um, we, we beat them. They were on some winning streak, and we beat them. And uh, my uncle Scooter, the one I was talking to you about, um, uh, that kind of taught me everything I know about the quarterback position. After that San Diego State game our junior year, um, he died of a heart attack three days later. And at 46 years old, he's actually he, the age I'm at right now is when he passed away. And, uh, and I mean, I knew we were going to be good, but, uh, but I put a whole new, uh, twist on the thing. And we actually, um, we won 12 straight, um, after he died and we, we had the longest win streak in the country. And, um, I think that, um, I, I, I still to this day think he was kind of, uh, with me the whole time. Um, whispering stuff in my ear. I used to look up at the sky when things would get a little gloomy and, and he would be telling me to stop throwing off my back foot and be a leader and, you know, and, and, you know, sell the run. And I mean, there was a lot of things that, you know, I got hurt a lot my junior year. I, I thought I was bulletproof. I, I would run a lot and I would just take shots I didn't need to take. And coach Corpett's, you know, taught me how to slide, taught me how to get out of bounds, taught me how to throw the ball away and to live to see another play. And I think I got a lot smarter um, of not taking punishment. Um, and, and, and we just going into our senior year, I knew we were going to be good. Um, I mean, you always think, you know, when you're a competitor, you don't think you're going to lose. I mean, if you're, if you go into a game thinking you're going to lose, you might as well not even go into the game. I mean, true. Um, but we, but as an offense, I mean, we were dialed in dude i mean we were dialed in there was nothing that anybody could throw at us that we didn't know what to do now whether we executed or not that's a whole different story but we knew what to get into no matter what they i mean we were prepared really well by our coaches um and we worked really hard as a unit and we just really had a cohesive group um that uh we we felt like we were unstoppable on offense i've definitely been there i, I well through high school i being in Laramie, I played with the same guys for years, for four or five years, and we were good in seventh grade. And so we became great by seniors. And yeah. so walking into that year, you know, you're dialed in. You like, you can look to the next guy and he's thinking the same thing. Like you yeah. feel it. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's great. And so once you start winning too, you're like, this is yeah. how we get it done. Um, and yeah, watching you guys win, I was like, wow, we are good 12 in a row i forgot about the game the san diego run like and then you did get hurt a lot you did run there's a few times yeah. i quit running the ball like if i knew you then i didn't know you junior year i knew your senior year i would have been like dude yeah dude throw yeah. it there's you have some stuff right <laughs> yeah i still high school <laughs> yeah yeah you're and just I off the offense that yeah. was like oklahoma first year. josh oklahoma. allen his first year his first year here he got hurt, broke his shoulder, collarbone, like two plays. Yeah. He was so, I, 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 watching him play. I was like, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. If he learned how to slide and done for the year. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. So I was like, I remember Josh, your ribs. That was one shot I yeah. watched. 
holocaust my junior year, man. I freaking I, I separated my ribs against Oklahoma State. Then I I I I separated my shoulder against Utah. I freaking uh, sprained my ankle really bad against Louisville, trying to protect my ribs. And like I put my foot in between me and the linebacker coming down on me, and I just popped my Achilles. And I'm in. It was like I was like the walking wounded my junior year. Wow. Probably just and and probably just happy to go in your senior year not as banged up. Like, yeah, and I you know you you get smart um, when when you you get you you have to play smarter when you're hurt anyway. Um, you play differently when you're when you're hurt. Um, you you have to use different things, different techniques. I mean, just throwing the ball was hard with a freaking with a bad ankle because you couldn't really push off. I mean, there was you learn and then when you get healthy then you start getting smarter all the way around because you're like i don't want to feel like that anymore um you know i'm not going to help anybody I, I wasn't helping the team out by being hurt um and so it was it was more of a hey, let's get smart and coach corpus used to stand behind me with a freaking blow horn in practice and when it would get to about three seconds he'd start blowing that freaking horn and i had to get out of there or throw it he would he would always say, throw it to your grandma up in the fifth row. And, uh, and so I, I learned how to throw the ball away. I learned how to slide, get out of bounds. And I got smarter. And, um, I, I mean, almost all the way through my senior year, um, except for the Colorado state game, when I got my knee rolled up on a little bit, um, I was, I went untouched. I mean, I just like, I mean, our offensive line was incredible. Um, but, but it was also cause I just, you know, I wasn't going to get hit, you know, uh, we just did a lot of things, got rid of the ball quick. Our offense was, you know, it, we encouraged them to blitz because we threw the ball hot. We threw the ball quick, and it was almost like, go ahead and blitz. I'll take a hit, but the ball is going to be gone already. Um, so we, we, it was it was a lot of things, but I think getting hurt a lot my junior year um, made me a lot smarter going into my senior year. That, I feel you. My junior year of high school, I was – so many injuries. And that was like my yeah. – my senior year, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can not to get injured again. Like, yeah, like you said, you have to do so many different things and favor the other side. And then when you're like, okay, it's healed, but is it really healed in your head? Like physically you're healed, but your head's going, eh, I don't know about this one. And so I've had a significant knee wreck and skiing. I've done a lot of, you know, some great stuff in the name of athletics that crazy my senior year um i still did some you know some stupid things and and rob rathman was always the the voice of reason in the huddle you know because i used to talk a lot of smack too i used to talk shit uh, to the defense and for, and uh you know i they they'd get all you know mad and rob was like hey man stop you know they're gonna come after you pretty hard now yeah. or don't do that or always be the voice of reason I'm like, all right rob all right all right i'll i'll, I'll, I'll down a little bit buddy so we had, you guys had a very successful senior year and sad to say no bowl game because there weren't bowl games. 10 and two, 10 and two, didn't go to a bowl game. Like, I ain't gonna get into that BYU game. People can watch it if they want to. Um, it was, it, yeah. it, two great teams played. Um, and so, but, so, we're wrapping up your college playing career at the time you dumb. Um, great team, successful year. You led the nation in total offense. People go look it up. Was true. I, I tell people all the time. 
I was like, Josh led the nation in total offense. They're like, really? I'm like, yes, we are that good. And he was that good. So go look it up. Um, so NFL talks, were they coming after you? Were they looking at you? How'd that go? We didn't, they were, um, you know, I got an agent and, you know, obviously our whole coaching staff left, um, yeah. you know, coach Tiller went to Purdue and, um, so we were kind of all on our own and we were a small school. I mean, there was a lot, there was Danny Warfel, there was Peyton Manning, there was a lot of guys coming out. Um, you know, that were in college at the time. And we were just this small school with not a lot of respect. Um, and, you know, I had pulled a hamstring working out with Coach Lathrop and couldn't really run. Um, I went and worked out with the Niners. Um, with, with, but they ended up drafting Drucken Miller. Um, you know, um, you know the, the, it was, there was a lot of things that, that just went against me. Um, and then after I didn't get drafted, um, I went over to Europe and played in Italy for a little bit, um, and then played in the arena league for a little bit. And then I kind of really, you know, I was in a severe depression after that whole thing and went into a real dark place in my life, um, and got involved with drugs and had a real hard time. And, uh, you know, it probably saved my life though. Cause you know, it, it, it taught me that that's not what I want to do. Um, and you know, it, it, it changed my life. And when my son was born 20 years ago, it really changed my life. And, and I've been going up and up and up, you know, since then. And yeah, it was just, it was a tough time after college. And I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was brutal. It was, uh, it, it, you know, it's almost like me and my mom talk about it. I, I call it my previous life. Yeah. That, was, that was in my previous life, you know, and it's like, um, yeah, I should have put more into it. Um, and I, I could have, you know, I controlled my own destiny. Um, I wasn't getting any help from anybody else. Cause like I said, our coaching staff left basically. Um, but I don't blame anybody but myself. Um, you know, and, and I've taken ownership of that over the years. Um, but I wouldn't still, I wouldn't go back and change it for nothing, man. Cause I got a beautiful life. Um, you know, things are great in my life. You know, I'm a, I got a uh, awesome company that I'm a owner with a partner of mine from California out here in Hawaii. Um, but it was rough, man. I played in the arena league for a while and I actually coached in the arena league. And then my son started playing, you know, that was all the way up till I was about 30. And my stunt, my son started playing football. Um, and my buddy who was coaching him, um, said, Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to make him a quarterback. And I was like, well, who's going to coach him? And, uh, he said, this other guy, Alan, I go, so I started talking to this guy, Alan, I go, you know anything about the quarterback position? He's all, no, oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm to help a little bit. And next thing you know, my, my son's team, like we were running no huddle off of wristbands <laughs> and we won like, but we went like 55 and one dude in like four years. Um, and, like a lot of those kids now, like I got a kid that we coached that uh, Marcel Dancy, that's a running back at Cal. And um, like, there's a lot of kids that um, those kids were awesome, dude. I, it was like kind of saved me again, you know, as I was able to, to be involved and, and, uh, but then I got into the roofing industry with my stepdad at the same time. Cause I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this arena thing. And wasn't, I wasn't making enough money. It was, it was for peanuts. And it's like a lot of guys still trying to get back to the NFL. 
Um, and it was fun, but I got, I helped my stepdad run his roofing company for, for eight to 10 years. And then I got into the rep manufacturing side of roofing and waterproofing. And, um, I have my own company now called strategic building products in Hawaii. And, uh, we represent Firestone building products, Geico, silicone and waterproofing, uh, Georgia Pacific. We represent multiple manufacturers here in Hawaii and, uh, the building industry has been good to me, man. So you said having your son be born changed your life. So you obviously met someone before that, your wife. Like, how did you guys meet? Yeah. We met in Tracy, man. It's a, you know, it's a long story. We met in Tracy, California after college. And um, I, when I first met her, I just fell in love with her. And, you know, we, she, she actually, so she got pregnant with my son. And I was actually going to go play, uh, I don't, you know, Mitch Donahue from oh, yeah. University of Wyoming. Um, he started an indoor team in Billings, Montana, and actually called me and Marcus. And uh, we went up there and he's like, hey, I want you to come play quarterback for me. And I want you to, you know, help me put this whole thing together. And my wife was like pregnant with my son. And I was like, okay, so he had a beautiful house because, you know, he played for the Niners and the Broncos for a little bit. So he had a beautiful house up on the hill in Billings, Montana. And we, he had this whole basement that was like his own house, right? Me and my wife lived down in the basement. We played for the, the Billings Center Bullets. My son was actually born in Billings, Montana. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and me, me and Marcus went up there and killed it, you know, for a year. And, um, and, and I actually played for the Tampa Bay Storm, too, and uh, in the Arena League. And, I mean, it was – it was kind of a whirlwind, my, my previous life, yeah. you know, and, and it was, it was still, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, um, I don't really talk about because it was kind of, you know, yeah, it was, it was tough on a lot of people. Um, and you know, I just, you know, my wife saved my life too, man. It was like, you know, it was either get your stuff together or, you know, we're out. And, uh, it was, a, it was a trying time, um, but that's what life's all about, right? I mean, you, you, you live and learn, and you, and, you, and you grow from your mistakes. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't go back and trade it for anything because I wouldn't be who I am today. Mitch, broadcasting major at UW. Hey, uh, yeah. I, I remember I met him when I was a tight little kid because um, my stepdad was such in the broadcasting department and, like, looking up to a god. Like, oh my God, he's, I run into him, stud, man. I run into him at games. He'll come back here and there. I think we were friends on Facebook, yeah. though, but mostly through like my stepdad stuff, but broadcasting major. Yeah. Cause they were like, when I came along, they're like, use Justin, like you, we carry, had Mitch carry all the equipment back in the day. And I was like, okay. So I was a carry, I carried tons of equipment all the time in the beginning of my broadcasting career, cause I had the huge shoulders and everything from playing football and all that. And so, but yeah, I always remember when I was little, the coaches show, seeing him, me getting to meet him as a, but yet meeting like players with a team eventually kept me a good fan where I don't bust you up during dinner. I don't, you know, bother you while Mitch you're but yeah. Mitch actually has a thriving roofing company in Montana now, uh, Donahue Roofing. And yes. they do, they do stuff to the whole uh, Midwest. He like Mitch and I have still talk over, you know, we still communicate and um, 
I've helped him in multiple ways through the roofing industry as well. And, um, Mitch a good dude, man. And his wife, Melissa, like they took care of me and my wife. Like when my wife had the baby, like Melissa was helping with my son and, um, good people, super good people. I knew there was one year you and Marcus got back together. Now I know how it all came together. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Previous. Yeah. Mine probably doesn't compare. I mean, I was married for three years. I call it my previous life. I lived in New York. I, I was so different of a person now than I was then, but I wouldn't give it up because it made me who I am now. There are some trying times and tough times in the bed, you know, shitty divorce, but I wouldn't change it all. I struggled in New York, but I wouldn't be me without that. So I feel where you're yeah. at with situations. And I was there during 9-11. There's a lot of different memories that come up from that kind of stuff. And so, but you had to learn, it's, I mean, life lessons. And you kind of came out the other end, successful roofing business, parent, you know, you got some great yeah. kids. So kind of everybody has to learn that hard lesson, I guess, our hard lessons. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, so when did like, I'm not, I'm not a parent or anything, but like that kick in, like when your son was born, were you like, oh wow, I'm a dad now? Or the next one came along, you're like, holy crap, now I got more. Like I got really got to like lock this down. You know, it, it, it was a progressive thing. I'm, you know, I mean, you, you, you have one and you have so much support. I mean, we had, we had a lot of support, um, you know, and so you don't like till you have two. Um, I don't think it really uh, kicks in that oh crap, you know, we we're in charge of like of a couple little lives here, um, and and then we had our third one, um, and it was like the third. Like, none of them were planned. All three of our kids were like, "You're what?" <laughs> and and so it was, uh, you know, I don't think it was just one set moment. I think it was a progressive thing where you know, you grow and, you know, you're trying to grind to figure out a way to support your family and what's the best, what's the best routes. And I've always been really aggressive when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, my wife's kind of the grounded one that keeps me, um, kind of under lock and key and just kind of like, Hey, what are you doing? I mean, but I've been really aggressive in my career and it's paid off. Um, um, I mean, we've got a thriving business, dude. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really lucky. Um, and it's been thriving through this pandemic and, um, you know, I, I consider, I consider us very lucky at this point with everything that's going on in the world. Um, and so, yeah, man, I, I, I don't think it was one set thing. I think it was just, you know, progressive thing where we, we took lumps and we, we learned and, you know, it was, you know, you know, I, I, I remember starting out with my stepdad's roofing company making like, I think I made like 50 grand my first year. And it was like, you know, we were, we were barely making it. And it was like, you know, in California, it's expensive and stuff. And, you know, I could have, I could have lived pretty well in Laramie with 50 grand a year, but it's, you know, it's like, we're in California and it's expensive, man. And it's like, um, you know, and now to the point where I'm making more money I ever made in my life. And it's like, but we, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of grinding. And I'm, I'm so used to that. And I, you know, I, like, I always give it back to sports, right? It's like, you can, you know, you can make an analogy for everything with football. It's like, you know, I learned how to work hard through, through everything and just keep working hard, keep working hard and good things will happen. It's a very good motto to have. Yeah, definitely. 
I think sports teaches a lot of people how to take on challenges later in life, at least, you know, good or bad, however they may be. Um, yeah, with, I probably wouldn't be the person I date without playing a bunch of sports. And it's always, people always associate me with music. They're always like, oh, you're a music guy. I forget you played sports. And I was like, it was my way of life. I, I've yeah. changed a lot of it now, but I mean, I do enjoy it. Still do love sports and I still got caught up in it like everybody else. But yes, music's a big part of my life and everything. But it's interesting because we're like, you played, you just don't seem like that full-time jock kind of guy. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I was. And I very easily can turn that back on and be super competitive like the rest of us. Um, one last question before we go, and I ask this usually to wrap up the show, and I'm glad I don't get in. Sometimes I get in the middle of it. How did we meet? Because this show is called All My Friends. Uh, probably in broadcast, in classes, right? I mean, didn't yeah, we met in, in probably one, because I was a broadcast major too, um, you know, and I think we probably met in one of those classes. Um, maybe in a Dave Walsh class. I don't know. That could have been. Well, yeah, because he had that one class. Well, you were probably playing. Or maybe your redshirt year. Oh, you know, you had me on the field. We had to go up and call games or sit in the booth with him every so often. It could have been that class. I know for sure it was probably through Jeff Rickett. Um, oh, yeah. Broadcasting classes. Uh, he had an apartment downtown. You had an apartment downtown. And so you guys know each other from that broadcasting too and then you need a roommate and next thing i know we're at a baseball game you're like hey you want to be a roommate i was like sure yeah didn't know yeah. demetrius didn't know john didn't know shane at all yeah and but living downtown in that apartment was i learned so much about myself living there <laughs> and oh because you guys were like your time was all about football and I was just yeah. a student. And so, um, and I lived in Laramie. I was from Laramie. So you guys would go on vacation back home and I'd still be in the apartment and everything. And I, there was one, I got so sick. This is one time and I had to go home and live with my parents for like a week. And I was like, I swear I got malaria from living with football players. Like it was terrible. <laughs> it was such a dirty That's place. <laughs> I would do my best to clean it half the time and then it would just go south. My mom would come, my mom would come for a game and, and, and cook for all of us and, yeah. and do all the dishes and everything. And she'd come back and, and there would be dishes still in the sink, like growing mold on them. And she's like, I hate you guys. She's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I used to love her yeah. visits because the food and the cleaning and the, I, I tried and it was probably the cleanest when you guys were gone. Like I kept it <laughs> while I was still there. I, it was crazy. And it was I a believe. downtown. It was across from, well, it's not altitude now, but Bowman's. And I remember one night at Bowman's, I went and did the sampler of beers. And I came back home and I went to go up the stairs. And I nearly passed out on the stairs. They were so, they went like sideways. I was like, oh, I can't do it. Like I was stuck. Like that was one of my crazy everyone's like did you drink a lot did you go out to the bars because you were downtown and i was like not really everybody just came over like we just had a we had ragers over there dude yeah i would be just <laughs> hanging out and next thing i know the bar would show up you know I'm like, all right let's do this and it you wouldn't get noise complaints because we didn't have any neighbors yeah and 311 and a half 311 yeah. I, I walk past it all the time i'd love to go check john it. Day 
John Davis's son is uh, he's um, he's he's becoming a physical uh, therapist or an, and a trainer, right? He's 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 uh, I don't know if he's interning or what he's doing, but I think he's working for the uh, Nevada team. Oh, and they were in this last year, and he went and took a picture in front of that door, three eleven and a half, and 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 John sent it to me, and I said, oh boy, yeah. Those walls could talk. We'd all be in trouble. So much trouble. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. Yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> I could hang with you guys at PlayStation only because I was a Niners. But yeah. Uh, I want to say I want to say thanks to Jeff Rickett for for never blowing the top off a lot of those stories and for oh. keeping all that stuff doing. And take that stuff to your grave, Rickett. Love you, brother. <laughs> Very true. We all like, we all like if Jeff's a, like a, an established businessman in Sheridan, you know, he's yeah. insurance and does play by play for football and basketball. Um, I doubt it. Anybody could, would recognize him from those days with his long hair and he's like yeah. a lot thinner, like, and so we're, we all kind of, people want to come back to Laramie and be like, let's do it like we did in the past. I'm like, Hey man, I have a career here. So let's not yeah. talk to that. Like, I'm good. Uh, I'll go another yeah. place and get crazy, but not in Laramie. Um, no. no, no, I'm good. Yeah, all those stories. We're fortunate that half of our lives didn't end up on the internet. Like, oh, yeah. God, there was no social media back then, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Thank, yeah. I've pictures from some, for, like, but they're all posed and, like, set there. No, like, taught in the act type pictures or anything like that. It's great. Um, so I always tell people that I was like, I grew up a lot of my life without cable, a lot of it without internet and we're good because we don't have that yeah. all posted out there. Like whenever we'll have to make public <laughs> apologies for stuff we posted in our teen, our twenties. So thankfully, yes, yeah. that none of us were about to blow the lid off things back then. We were having a good time just as much too. So, um, it's college. College, man. People probably did yep. way worse than we did. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, your time from out there in Hawaii. How was the surf today? It was decent. Um, I like to go in the morning because it's like I like to get – I was in the water at like 6.30 this morning because the, the wind is – we've been having some windy days. So like it's, it, the wind is calm in the morning. So it was, it was nice, man. It was nice. People have been asking me if that's me playing the bass. It is not me playing the bass. It's a sample of a bass player. I am looking for someone to be the theme music for the show or someone's. If you're an artist or artist or you know somebody that can play a bass, play guitar, play drums, do a kick-ass vocal uh, segue for the show, I'd be all about it. Hit me up on social media. Or text me if you know me, but I'm looking for a musician or artist to produce the theme song for this show. That's not maybe my priority, but definitely play in music like you heard at the beginning of the show and then just a few seconds ago. All right, folks, in 1996, Josh had 4,090 yards from the line of scrimmage. No one else had more. 
Why is Josh not in the Wyoming Hall of Fame? With that stat right there, the team was amazing that year. Uh, he had a lot to do with it. And a lot of other athletes have made the Hall of Fame that Josh is on their same caliber, and I do believe he should be in it. Uh, if you can guide me in the right way to get him nominated, I've been pushing this for years. And not because he's just my friend, just because he deserves it as a player on the field, and that's what the Wyoming Hall of Fame is all about. So let's get Josh in the Wyoming Hall of Fame. Tell me what I need to do to get him there, because I want to be see him up there accepting uh, the award of going into the Hall of Fame sometime in the immediate future when we have football again. All right, folks, on to the next podcast.